Welcome to Live in the Messiah's Love. I'm Kamisha Lucier, and I'm your host. I just wanted to thank you so much for being here with me today, and I'm just excited about the Word of God, and I'm excited to share it with you. I always look forward to our time of fellowship with God, His Word, and each other. So today's episode is called The Lord's Season. Now, I'm not talking about salt and pepper or hot sauce. (laughs) I'm talking about the time and place and mindset and intention and motivation of our Lord. Um, And that is the fullness of the Godhead. So when we think about how God's structure is designed, God the Father sets the plan. And the Son and the Holy Spirit carry out God's plan in various stages. And each part of the Godhead has a specific role that they um, carry out and complete. So we're looking at the fullness of what the Godhead is working on and doing right now, and really what God is interested in for his people. This is his heart and focus of this time and season um, on his calendar, not on ours, but his. So our springboard scripture is John 4, verses 32 through 38. And I'll read it to you. It says, but he said to them, I have food to eat of which you do not know. Therefore, the disciples said to one another, has anyone brought him anything to eat? Jesus said to them, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Do you not say there are still four months and then comes the harvest? Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields, for they are already white for harvest. And he who reaps receives wages and gathers fruit for eternal life that both he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together. For in this the saying is true, one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap that for which you have not labored. Others have labored and you have entered into their labors. Now, I know that traditionally when we read this scripture, we're thinking about going out and evangelizing the world and, you know, bringing as many souls to Christ as possible. But I want to challenge that thought process with what the Holy Spirit is ministering here and what the the heart of what God is saying is be looking and focusing on what he's seeing, what he's saying is appropriate for the time and being in full fellowship and flow with where the Holy Spirit is leading. In this um, section of scripture, the Lord said, you know, like you can read the signs of the season, but the things of God you're unaware of. And there's something deeper that's going on. And then, you know, you can also couple it with this. When Jesus was here in the earth, he did not go everywhere to preach the gospel. He went to where the father called him to, to do only what the father told him to do and say only what the father told him to say. He didn't minister to every lame person. He didn't cast out every demon he came across. He did only what was his assignment while he was here in the earth. And then he transitioned into the next season, which was his um, death and burial and then subsequent resurrection. And now he's fulfilling his role being seated at the right hand of the Father. He's not doing busy work. He's not doing what he thinks he should be doing. He's doing specifically and strictly what God the Father has set in motion, and he is in season with the the desires of God the Father, and so is Holy Spirit. You'll notice that Holy Spirit didn't come with the baptism of the Holy Spirit until Jesus had ascended, and the day of Pentecost had fully come, which translates and means to us the time that was 
already listed and prescribed on God the Father's calendar was when Holy Spirit came into the earth and released um, the baptism of the Holy Spirit and his indwelling um, and um, applied presence to be on us. That didn't come until it was the specific prescribed time on God's clock. So I want to share a word with you that the Lord gave. Um, he actually gave this word in in 2022, but it wasn't to be released fully until 2023. And, you know, as I was preparing for season two of living the Messiah's love, this is what the Lord told me that he wants to focus on and get his people in line with this so that we can walk and step in alignment. And I'll just go ahead and read it to you. It says, the Lord said he's looking for a people who will serve him in a way that they put his will and perspective above their own that they are willing to forsake all capital a l l and follow him the lord equates these people as david's mighty men of valor an elite group and while many people will enter the kingdom some by the proverbial skin of their teeth there is an elite group of people in the earth who will worship god in a way that they are willing to and do perform everything that he asked them to do. Their business on the earth is to seek his will above their own to the exclusivity of seeking his will and not their own or anyone else's. Now, think about that for a moment. God is asking for a people to come forward that are willing to pursue him and seek him above all else. And not just the idea of him, not just the... um. I'll say the, the values that he has and goes, oh, I like that. And I agree with that. But people that are so diligently focused on doing his will solely that it becomes to them that secret food that Jesus spoke about. Jesus was talking about in our, um, our springboard scripture in John chapter four, verses 32 through 38, he was talking about what sustained him, what influenced him, what inspired him, what directed him, what controlled him, what guided him, what um, inspired him, what caused him to keep moving forward and what directed him. He wasn't here to do his will. And if you read through the gospels, you'll hear him say that over and over. I did not come to do my own will. I only say what the father tells me to say. I only do what the father shows me. I'm not here on my own initiative. He's saying over and over that there's a higher way to live. And we know Jesus is the, the ultimate. He is the epitome of all that mankind should be, that God desires for us to be. Um, when he was here in the natural, yes, he was fully God, but he was also fully man. And he did everything that the father wanted, but it wasn't just because he was God that he did it. He had the right and the ability, and I'll say even more so than we do to make his own choices and make the decisions for the guiding of his life. But yet he chose not to. He chose to stand, stay and remain and focus on and diligently finish that which God brought him into the earth to do. And, you know, he even said in one place that he would not have even come unless the father had sent him. So putting on flesh and becoming um, like a man, becoming a man to die on the cross as a sinless lamb for our sins was not even his idea. And that perspective is what the father wanted. So he did that. And even when you go back and study out his role that he fulfilled before he put on flesh, that's the Lord Jesus Christ, he was sent by the Lord 
and did only what the Lord told him to do in his spiritual state. So then it makes sense, if you will, or it is consistent with his character that he would do that when he put on human flesh, even putting to, um, I'll say putting to death, if you will, his right to choose anything else and coming and yielding to the, the true desire of the heavenly father to do only what the father wanted, how the father wanted it done when he wanted it done to the glory of his heavenly father. And then heavenly father in return glorified the son with the same glory that he had with him before the world was. So God is asking us to come up to that place. And, you know, when he articulated this to me, he said it wasn't, it wasn't something that was restricted. You have to be, you know, the, the tribe of Benjamin circumcised on the eighth day, you know, like the apostle Paul, or even seemingly someone special, but it's somebody, it's people whose heart is for God the same way that the Lord Jesus's heart was for his heavenly father. And um, they have the same mind that he has, that it's better to do the will of the father than it is to do their own. And even to put the will of the father above even anybody else's will, not just their own, but even what other people expect of them, their expectations or other people's desires for them to do X, Y, and Z, that they are hearkening and listening that intently to the will of the Father that the Holy Spirit declares to us um, and that is written in his word so that they are marching in line and in step with him. So let's look at, you know, the body of Christ being made ready You know, there's a difference between spiritual maturity, which is required for us to become that elite force that God is talking about. Um, There's a difference between just being used by God and being spiritually mature. And, And I want you to meditate on that for a moment. There is a difference between spiritual maturity and seeking out the will of God and becoming that elite force that he's talking about and merely being used by God. And after all, he used a donkey, you know, he spoke through a donkey and he, um, the Lord Jesus said that if the people didn't cry out and praise him and cry out Hosanna, when he was, um, coming in on the cult, that the rocks would cry out. So being used by God is not the epitome of (laughs) our arrival or whether or not we pleased God, because God is able to use inanimate objects and you know, that that's okay, (laughs) but he wants his people to be ready for his movement, that he wants his people to be in tune with him and ready to um, carry out what it is that's on his heart in this time and season, but not just now in a temporary thing, but forever. Um, so he wants us to be fully prepared and matured for what he's planned for each of us uniquely and individually. But then there's also a collective sense to that in the, in the sense that God is knitting us together as his body. We are knitted together as the body of Christ. So each of us has a role to play, but in order for the full body to be functioning as the, the intent of the father, it's requires, it requires everyone do what they are created to do. Um, you know, and if I can just give a medical examination or a correlation to that, when there's a, a cell, each cell in our body has a specific, um, has a specific job to do, has a specific role, and it's actually coded, genetically coded to carry out that role. And when a cell ceases to do what it's supposed to do, it either dies or it's determined to be a rogue cell. When that cell ceases to fulfill its purpose or thinks it's going to do something different than what it's designed to do, it is called a rogue cell and is even termed a cancer. 
So, and we know that the cancer is not, no cancer is good for the body. Likewise, the body of Christ, any individual member of the body of Christ being outside of their place that's assigned and created for them by God is a detriment to the entire body. And it causes that member to not be effective and to not flourish the way God intends for them. So we're going to look at some examples really quickly. Um, Let's go to Matthew chapter 8, verses 5 through 13. That's Matthew 8, verses 5 through 13. And I'll just read that to you. And that says, Now when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to those who followed, Assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. And I say to you that many will come from east and west and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the sons of the kingdom will be cast out into outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the centurion, go your way. And as you have believed, so let it be done for you. And his servant was healed from that same hour. And, you know, what what the Lord spoke to me about this is, It wasn't just about faith per se. The centurion had an understanding of spiritual structure, spiritual um, dynamic, if you will, and chain of command. And because he understood that, he could perceive and see the role that Christ played, but also he had an attentiveness to the word of God. He had a a keen and and intentful and... um, focus on what the Lord was saying, what the Lord Jesus would say. And he knew that it would be enough. And yes, that's his faith, but it's also his heart towards God. He wanted to hear his voice and he desired to hear it. And he loved the sound of it, you could say. And that attentiveness to the voice of God led to his faith being active and um, effective on his behalf. Let's look at 1 Chronicles 11 verses 15 through 19. says now three of the 30 chief men went down to a rock down to the rock to David and to the cave of Agilon and the army of the Philistines encamped in the valley of Rephraim David was then in the stronghold and the garrison of the Philistines was then in Bethlehem and David said with longing oh that someone would give me a drink of water from the well of Bethlehem which is by the gate so the three broke through the camp of the Philistines drew water from the well of Bethlehem that was by the gate and took it and brought it to David. Nevertheless, David would not drink it, but poured it out to the Lord. And he said, far be it from me, O my God, that I should do this. Shall I drink the blood of these men who who have put their lives in jeopardy? For at the risk of their own lives, they brought it. Therefore, he would not drink it. These things were done by the three mighty men. 
So these are three men of David's um, mighty men of valor, his elite force, who David wasn't even talking to them. And they heard the sound of their leader's voice, their king's voice, and went to fulfill his request. That denotes that they had a love for their king and a love that made them so attuned to his voice that even the sound of him muttering to himself and, you know, likely talking to the Lord and just contemplating caused them to get up and run and go put aside their, their thought of life and limb to carry out the petition and the desire of his heart. That was something David just articulated, you know, just, just verbalized that he desired and they felt called to go and carry it out for him. Now, David is a natural example of a King. And yes, yes, Jesus is, um, you know, a type and shadow, if you will, of the Lord and savior, but also the lineage that Jesus would come through in the natural. But how much more so should we be attuned and love the sound of our Lord and Savior's voice that much that we're just on bated breath waiting to hear what he has to say and running to carry it out and not caring about the the cost that it would be to our life. Because the Lord told us also in the gospels, if we're not willing to forsake all and follow him, we're not worthy to be his disciple. And again, he's calling for this elite force that will love him and be attentive to his words and his voice, just like David's mighty men of valor here that we talked about, just like the centurion. And I want to share one more example with you um, in Matthew 25, verses 1 through 13. It says, then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to 10 virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now the five of them were wise and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight, a cry was heard. Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, give us some of your oil for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered saying, no, lest there should not be enough for us and you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Whatever therefore, or watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. So in this example, these there were 10 of the virgins, 10 um, people, women, who were called to be presented before their their Lord, the bridegroom coming. Five of them said, I love you enough to go the extra mile. I love that I love you enough to prepare for what you want to do in the season that you come, whenever that might be, Lord. And five said, eh, enough, good enough is good enough. I'll just do the bare minimum. And, you know, it's good enough. We'll see what happens. I'll I'll let this get me by. But the five wise were able to go in and the five foolish were left outside. I want to walk with you on a journey to teach you 
how to get from point A to the maturity and the things of God and the ways of God that he's looking for. And it's going to require more than information. It's going to require willingness, understanding, and diligent preparation, just like the five wise virgins displayed. So I'm looking forward to sharing this season with you and walking through this preparation for the elite force from basic training, if you will, all the way to special forces. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and I just want to encourage you to prepare your heart and begin to meditate on your love for the Lord and focus on this time and join me next next episode as we begin to get into this and remember to live your life in the Messiah's love. God bless you. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe.